Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way or way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. My name is Crystal, and I am here with Ellen and Lacey. Hi, girls. Hey. Hey. So last episode, we talked to you a little bit about becoming a mom and all the glory that that title comes with. And today, we're going to go a little further and chat about the transition back to work after having a child. We hope to give you tips and tricks to ease this process, or if nothing else, give you solidarity and know you aren't alone. And this ish is hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I guess we'll get going. Lacey, you want to tell us about your first day back to work after having the babes? So it's it's kind of a blur. It's hard to remember. So I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. So I've been back to work twice now. And honestly, I think the anticipation is always harder than the reality. Like you find a way to adapt. It ends up working out. It's hard at first and you just settle into a routine and a rhythm. And you get there and you just kind of survive each day. And if you don't think about how you're going to survive the next day... (laughs) You just kind of keep, you just keep going and it just kind of starts rolling. Then you just go with it. So I feel like my first day back, I don't know. I'm also, I feel like not your typical mom. I, I didn't cry. I didn't feel like I should cry. Lucky. <laughs> but then I felt, but then I felt guilty because you that I didn't cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. So when you went back though, did you like, who was watching your kids did you do a trial run? Um, was your schedule exactly what it was before you left? What was it like for you? How did you, you know, plan? Like who, you know, how did you and your husband plan out your morning? How did that go? So my husband it works from home most of the time. And so he's able to do daycare drop-offs and has a little bit more reliable schedule when he's not traveling for work or in the middle of farming season like we are now here in October. So we, so I'll tell you about our setup now and how it was different back then. So right now we go to a daycare center. So our three and a half year old, our one and a half year old go to a daycare center and we call it school. They learn stuff there. They have curriculum time and all of that. So it's kind of like a preschool, um, not just daycare. And um, so I like that because with our crazy schedules, they're the most consistent and reliable. So daycare opens shortly before I have to be at work. So mornings when I'm dropping them off can be a little bit tight. What time does yours open? 
So ours opens at 6.30, Same, and we need to be at work at 6.45. Yeah, it's, it's a little yeah. tricky most mornings. Yeah. it's But I find myself in the parking lot at, like, 6.29. <laughs> so we are in the door, and my kids are the first ones there. Um, if we're not, I'm, like, shocked that there's other people also waiting in the parking lot with me. Um and those mornings, I feel bad for the kids sometimes, but they actually do really well. And we try to prepare by like setting out clothes ahead of time. I try to set everything in the car by the door the night before so that we're ready to go. But usually my husband does the drop off, which is really nice. And then um, I, if it works in my schedule, get to do the pickups, which is actually like the better job, right? Because you drop them off and they're sad to see you go and you pick them up and they're happy yeah. to see you come. And mm-hmm. so it's really, it's really quite nice. Um, so what we originally started with was we were only going to be, we were moving six months after I had my son. So we were only needed childcare in that one area for three months. So we kind of made it work between an in-home daycare, which was not a good idea, that person wasn't a good idea. And then um, a college student nanny who came, who just basically like spent the entire summer holding my son, which was amazing. But yeah, we found because we couldn't get that girl full time, we found like a cheaper second option, which was the in-home daycare. And 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 don't do that. We ours <laughs> pay, was great. Pay for quality. Ours was pay for quality. <laughs> oh my gosh, ours was so. So initially we started with in-home daycare and, um, well, I, I toured, you know, centers and, and a few in-homes and I was like, oh my God, what, I'm just going to have to quit my job. Like none of these people can watch my child. I mean, seriously, some of these places were (laughs) terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I got a reference for the lady we used. And when I went and met with her, I was like, oh, this is my gift from God. This is my girl. She could watch my kid, my dog, my husband, I don't care. Like, she was amazing. So that was... And I think that's the important thing is to find someone that you're comfortable with. And that's the thing. Like, we... I mean, this was like an unlicensed daycare. It was a little bit sketchy, but we were like, well, he's only here like one day a week, maybe two, so uh-huh. it'll be okay. And yeah. then, Nick, you don't need to include this in the podcast if you don't want to, but... um what ended up happening after we had moved like six months later i read in the newspaper that her son had come over to her house and stabbed her (gasps) in the middle of the day i know and i was like oh my god my son was there like you have to include this in the podcast (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it was awful such a nightmare I know. And so Did I was she like, survive? That's why I, yeah, it was like just kind of a uh, flesh like not, wound. Like nonchalant, um, just like yeah, middle like, of the afternoon stabbing. Yeah, kind of. Wait, were there kids there when it happened? I don't know. They never reported that there were minors present. So she I tended like, to call in sick a lot, sick, uh, you know, a lot. And so um, is that when the I'm hoping it was one of those days. Oh, my <laughs> but God. That's she, insane. Jeez. Yeah, it was so just, you know, I mean, find someone that you're comfortable with. If your gut is not good with it, don't do it. So did you have, though, that gut feeling from the get-go? Now looking back, oh, you yeah. did. Oh, yeah. I mean, you walked in there and you were like, oh, this isn't a great option, but it's what we've got and it's yeah. cheap and we're just going to, we only need it for like three months. We can make it work. No, one yeah. day was too much. <sighs> yeah, because you're going back to work and you're like, I have to go back to work. Like, I have no other options. Yeah. This is just yeah. going to have to work. And then you 
second guess your gut and then at the end of the day you were right i mean thankfully they weren't like hurting your kids or anything yeah yeah it you know that was a big lesson learned for me was to just like you know we're i'm a fairly frugal person and so we're always looking for like the most value in our you know dollar and whatnot and so one thing we learned was you just just pay for it like when it comes to child yeah. care just yeah. pay for it <laughs> some things are better like you get what you pay for yeah um and you know if it's like a jacket you know whatever but like child care yeah. i feel like you should not skimp so we did um like i said the in-home at first and i did a trial two days before i went to work uh, just to see basically for me to see how i would do because i didn't want to totally lose <laughs> i had a really bad postpartum anxiety and i just didn't want to lose my shit at work so i did a trial the first day i dropped her off cried hysterically for oh, three no. hours and then i went back and got her oh. it was horrible for me she was fine she was yeah. fine and then the first actual day back i was a hot mess i was tearful and worried and anxious and dumb i found i got dumb over those three months i i lost so many words in my vocabulary did you guys feel like that because yeah you don't talk to adult humans like at all i feel like i seriously lost brain cells during that time yeah that was like part of the whole pregnancy totally so what were you like what were you upset about or crying about or what were you worried about I mean what was it because you said you loved the girl oh loved her um I think it's a lot of it was the the hormones and then the postpartum anxiety I just had just this panic when she wasn't with me like when she was it started when she was born I couldn't I'd never sent her to the nursery I couldn't um, if my husband, if I was at work and my husband would call and be like, oh, we're going to, I'm going to swing by my parents. Um, after I pick up tea, I'd be like, I'd like decompensate just the thought of her not being where I, what I had thought she, I mean, it's, it's irrational and it sounds actually crazy. Um, but it was, but it's how you it, it was, it was bad in the, the hormones and the just, I was so anxious that I don't know that I couldn't be there to protect her uh, you know I just felt like I was the only one that could take care of her yeah and we will definitely touch a lot on that stuff in the um upcoming postpartum yes. episodes we're gonna do because that like deserves so much yeah, time it's own episode those for feelings sure. multiple episodes mm-hmm. yeah those feelings and those thoughts for sure so, Ellen what was your situation like when you returned to work um I honestly don't remember like I do but I don't I feel like I did the same thing. I, um, I'm not really a crier. Um, like I feel bad when I tell people that I didn't cry, like when my kids were born. I know, right? I didn't cry. I was just like happy, but Uh I, I don't, I'm definitely more mushy now. Um, but I didn't cry at their births. Um, and I didn't cry when I went back to work, but I think it's because I did trial run after trial run after trial run. Like we, um, for Michael, my firstborn, he's going to be three in January now, but we, um, we toured all the centers and we were actually like super, super close to enrolling him in the, um, center that sounds a lot like yours, Lacey, which is like kind of a school and they have curriculum. It's amazing. Literally like the greatest place on earth. Um, but we almost enrolled him there. And then our nanny 
had come into our lives by word of mouth recommendation and she was getting over losing her spouse and was ready to watch kids again and so it kind of just worked out for us and I felt like she walked in my house and like Crystal said like I was like this is it like this is who it's supposed to be so she raised Michael um from like she came over and helped me while I was getting ready to go back to work. So I stayed home with him for like four or five months. And towards the end of the period, she would come over and like help me throughout the day. And then as I got more comfortable, I would leave for like an hour or two and then come back. And then I would like go out in town, then come back. Then I like go further and then, you know, whatever. So I just like trained myself up. Um, he was fine, obviously. But she they was tend fantastic. To be fine, don't they? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> us. And it's like, our emotions and our brains but when I went back to work I was ready I like trained up to it and I knew that she would call me if she needed me and my mother-in-law is in town and like all these other people are in town so I felt pretty secure obviously I had a million crazy things going through my head like what's gonna happen if he chokes or like what what's gonna happen if this happens or what if he falls or what if like she drops him like I did you know all these things but you just have to like just believe that things will be okay because you can't fix what you can't control and you also can't worry about what you can't control. So I just realized I will deal with it if it happens, but until then I'm gonna drive myself insane. So um, I went back to work, I didn't cry. I was kind of excited to go back to work and like missed it, but yeah, I, couldn't wait to get, I couldn't wait to get home and yeah. I noticed my priorities shifted. Like before that, I worked so hard, like 10 years for my career. And I was very career focused and driven. And I still am. And I love my career and I love um, helping people. But my priorities completely shifted. I became a family person and I, um, I go to work. I hate to say it for a paycheck, but it's true. Um, I love my job. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's okay to love your job while you're there. Like I enjoy what I do for my paycheck, but... I go to work it's to provide for life. my family. No. And if I didn't have to go to work, I wouldn't, to be honest with you. And I know that's so frowned upon to say um, in today's world, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't work or like challenge myself. I would just find a way to do it how I wanted to do it. And I do that somewhat on the side now, but like if I could full-time work from home, from my phone, from wherever I am and still be present in my family's life not just my kids but my husband's and be able to travel and do what I want and bring home a paycheck and stay fulfilled and challenged I would totally do that and I think anybody who says they wouldn't is lying um so for me it it was okay going back to work and with Ben it was the second one so it kind of like it was it was what it was it was fine I was used to it and now they're both in this daycare um together this little daycare school and it's amazing they love it i feel so secure there's cameras i cannot oh i would have loved that more about cameras like i know so many people who if i sent my kids to a place without cameras first i'm sure i would have been fine but having them now i could never send them somewhere without them now you're making me feel bad because ours doesn't have cameras cameras either (laughs) they never shouldn't feel bad you just haven't (laughs) had them so it's fine but once you do It's like one of those things you don't miss until you have it or until it's gone. Um, And for me, I just love being able to log on all day and see that they're cared for, although I know they are there now. Like I know that, but in the beginning, it really helped me and my husband and our family see like, look at this amazing place. They care for them. They pick them up when they cry. They feed them. Like everything's amazing there. Um, And there's 
evidence of it. I would have done so, so much um, better if helps. I had that. That would have been. You would have. Yeah, and and I totally. toured every Although, daycare in in the area except the most expensive. I did not tour that one, but none of them offered that. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe that's not a real thing. Well, I will say, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes you see things on camera. And there's no sound, so they could be misconstrued. Or, like, you'll see someone or somebody's kid come near your kid and, like, take something out of your hand, and you're watching, you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> give that back, you little a-hole. And, and there's you nothing you can do about it. And there's it. nothing you can do. So, like, that's where you're, like, you have to remove yourself and use the cameras just, like, kind of... I don't really even watch them too much anymore. I, like, check in once in a while to see, like, if they're napping or not, but... Yeah, there's been times where I've watched it. I've been like, why is nobody asking that child while he's in my kid's car? You know? <laughs> so it, it's like a blessing and a curse. So I got to tell you guys what happened to me two days ago. I went to pick up Tegan from school, and she goes to that adventure club, you know, pre and post school. Um, and oh, they were sure. playing outside, and uh, she's in first grade. And she's small. She's always been in the 10th percentile, um, but she's scrappy. But um, so she's outside playing (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she sees me pull up and she starts running and she's like, mommy. (coughs) And she like tripped and her shoe fell off. So she's like, mommy, hold on. I have to put my shoe on. And she sits down to put her shoe on. And an older girl runs up and like soccer kicks her shoe into the sewer, like right in front of me, like down into the sewer. And I swear I turned into a dragon and was breathing fire. I was so pissed. Wait, did you actually say No, I, I had to walk all the way around the fence to go all the way down. By the time I got to her, she was really upset, but um, the girls had run away, and then the teachers saw it, so I figured it's not my place. They'll say something, which they did. They made her apologize, but I was just hot. I was so mad. Would you have said something? Oh, my God. Totally. Oh, my God. I think that now this is a strange situation because her parents aren't there but like I've been in situations where I'm at the park with my kids and there's other people there with their kids and their kids are being terrorists (laughs) and like not like playing you know crazy but if they're like taking things from my kids or being mean to my kids or like not doing more than just the regular kid stuff like they're like you know inappropriate or like too physical or too out of line yeah Yeah. and their parents are just standing there watching like my whole thing is I mean you never touch another person's child obviously or your own child but um if you're not going to discipline your kid and he's affecting mine you're you better bet that I'm going to discipline your kid because your kid needs to be disciplined and if they're going to enter this world and be a positive functional human then they need this skills and the tools to do so and if you're not providing them with that then I have no problem stepping in and providing them with that because otherwise they're going to go and do that to other people's children and like that's why we're in the situation we're at nowadays where nobody has any accountability everybody gets a trophy nobody has to deal with like any kind of like oh they hurt my feelings like nobody's feelings can be hurt everyone's so offended all the time yeah there's no consequences like if your kid is affecting my kid negatively past the point of, like, regular kid stuff, uh, yeah, I'm going to take care of it if you don't. And I'm sure that's, like, the unpopular no, I'm opinion. I'm pretty but... sure if they, the girls, they did it, and then they ran off. If they would have stood there, I would have yeah. definitely said something. But they they knew what they did yeah. was wrong, and they ran off because they didn't want, yeah. That's why they ran. And then as yeah. soon as we left and got far enough away, they ran back, and they were, like, looking in the sewer. I, mean, I was so pissed. Oh, God. 
that just makes me mm-hmm. so angry. Like, why are they yeah. so mean? And, I mean, she's just turned six. Like, she's, and I go, um, I go, oh my gosh, Tegan, did they do that on purpose? And she's like, oh no, so-and-so, she's my friend. She meant to kick it to me. But l- clearly she didn't, like, I watched it. She didn't mean to kick it to her. And it's so yeah. silly, but she's so innocent and really thinks, oh no, she didn't mean it. It was on accident. It's, like, heartbreaking that they're just so innocent until they're not, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's better yeah. that she thought that, though. Yeah. Even though you, I'm sure, my head would have spun it's around totally. like The Exorcist if I saw yeah. that. <laughs> well, it's really hard, too, when, like, I've come to daycare to pick up our kids, and you see, like, one, you know, there's a lot of teacher, there's, there's a lot of teachers, but then there's more kids. And so you'll see, like, you know, some kid, like, run up and just push your kid down, and then you're just... I, I do say something, though. Like, in that situation, yeah. I say, like, hey, that is not okay. And do your teachers, do you like it when someone does that to you? Is kind of how I, like, I mean, they're three, so I try to spin right, it right. that way. Yeah. You know, and that's I tell how I to talk apologize. to my son, too. Yeah, I just say, like, yeah. that's not nice, and we keep our hands to ourselves, and you're going to have to apologize. And they do. They listen. My husband does the same thing. He picked... Um, I kid up the other day and something, I think like the one kid purposely pulled his chair out or like something and he's three and my husband was like fuming and he handled it. He told him, he's like, you have to apologize. And they did. I mean, if nobody's going to, you know, put them in their place, they need to clearly need to be put in their place. I agree. So it takes a village. That's my approach. Like I was raised by my parents, my grandparents, my cousins, like everybody in the neighborhood. We all used to play together like other people's parents would you know not like raise me but they totally like pitched in so I feel like it does take a village you can't raise your kid alone um you need eyes everywhere and I would be so thankful if somebody told my kid like don't do that that's for sure if my kids be in a yeah like b-i-c-k then definitely (laughs) shut it down (laughs) yeah exactly so I'm just gonna bring us back to the topic we started on just because I think there's one more important point that I think a lot of other moms want to hear how each of us approach this and Mm -hmm. that's breastfeeding at work and so did you do it did you not Um, I know that that's a common question in the group a lot of people have anxiety about how to manage pumping and work especially in the OR where we can't leave at just whenever you know we feel (coughs) engorged and need to and so, um, like, so Crystal, did you breastfeed at all when you I were did. Um, I did. Initially, I was going to do it just while I was on maternity leave. I was going to do it for three months and then quit. Um, and then I just kept going. Um, it was very stressful. I breastfed for a year, actually like 13 months, I think. Uh, yeah, Good it job. was very stressful. Um, I would get up. I So I don't like to be rushed in the morning. My whole day will be ruined if I'm rushed. I'm just that girl. And um, I didn't know what time was I supposed to get up and get myself ready. And, and what if she had a blowout mm-hmm. or something? I, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. So I would get up at like 3.30 in the morning every day just to give oh, my like, pad my time. And it just gave me anxiety to drop her off and then be rushed to work. But um, So I would nurse in the morning and then uh, by the time I left, I would get in the car and hook up my pump and drive to work. And it was like a 35-minute commute, so that would be like a full pump. And then I pumped at lunch. Like I would go to a closet or whatever 
room. I could have semi-privacy. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would pump while I ate. And then I would pump, like, if I ever got a break or ever had downtime, I would always pump. Even if I just pumped an hour before, I would do it just because you never know if you have any more time. And mm-hmm. it was a little hairy for a while. There was nowhere to pump. Um, so I went up to my car a couple times, but I ended up flashing, like, employees. I mean, I did, like, a full <laughs> look around. And I was like... You totally oh, want employee of the year I did, like, year. a look around. I'm like, no, I'm good. So I did just a quick, you know, switch. And then I look over and there's like a guy from CS sitting in the car next to me. <laughs> like, oh. Waving at you like, hey. My God. So I quit doing that. And uh, it was just crazy. It was crazy and and horrible and wonderful all at the same time. What kind of shifts did you work when you went back? We did a waterfall call rotation. There was eight of us. So it was one in eight. And we did call, got called back a lot. And I remember one time I was leaving work and I was sleep deprived, obviously, and trying to do the pumping thing and working. You know, I could work 20 hours at a time. And I left work and it was like the middle of the afternoon. It wasn't even that bad. And I drove, I crossed the street in my car and I just drove right into like a painter's truck. He was coming the other way. Oh, God. Oh I my didn't even gosh. see him. Like, I don't know if I was sleeping and driving or just totally zoned out. And I got out and he, I was just kind of rattled and upset. And he's like, what? He was kind of mad. Didn't you see me? And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, I, I didn't. I'm so sorry. And he, and then I think he felt sorry for me. He's like, oh, don't worry. This truck's a piece of shit. Just just be careful. <laughs> just be careful. <laughs> Wait, were you still attached yes. to your pump at this moment? <laughs> oh, you came outside well, with your I, pump on you? I, Took it off. Oh, this reminds me of another. I have to tell you this story. So I was driving to work, pumping one morning, and I forgot um, caps. You know the little Medela caps. Yeah. So I'm driving, yeah. and it yeah. hits me as I'm pulling in that I don't have caps, so I have no way to cap this milk, and I, I I can't leave it. I can't ruin it. I can't dump it. I have to fashion some sort of cap. So I'm thinking of the stuff in my car. Do I have a hair tie? You know, put something over it. I I couldn't figure it out. So I'm like, oh, God, I'll just go to Walgreens. So I drive to the Walgreens real quick. They're closed. So I find a QT. And I was like, I'll just go in and figure out something, to f- some way to fashion a cap. So I buy uh, aluminum foil and duct tape. And I go to the counter and the guy looks at me and he's like, uh, what? <laughs> he like reported you to the he's police. He's like, what do you have going on? And I was like, don't even ask. And then I go back to my car and it's snowing out and my pumping bra is on the ground, like in the snow. So I get to work and I like fashion my my MacGyver cap and someone's like brings me an empty uh, normal saline bottle and they're like, oh, here, just put it in here. I'm like, wow, that's genius. That is the most simple solution to this problem. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, there you are. I mean, like I was trying. I was I was like, oh, my God. I mean, just terrible but that's just kind of like you're hyper focused on the task at hand and i just couldn't see the bigger picture oftentimes mm-hmm. i've seen people use uh the sterile specimen yes cups. that that oh, would yeah. have been that's so smart, smart or just bought a water bottle at qt you know but <laughs> duct tape and aluminum foil so if you ever need me i've got duct tape <laughs> yeah exactly that's perfect But in the moment, like, I know exactly, like, how you got there. Like, I mean, it's just, 
you're like, I have to protect this milk. Yes. I have to do whatever I can to protect this milk. And I know, I, like, I can see, like, how yeah. you'd get there. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I feel like the phrase, you can't cry over spilled milk. Um, lies. Lies. Because I have cried over, a, like, pumped milk that I knocked over all over a desk. I remember I literally was like, no. Like the slow motion. Like this <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew that it was happening, but you couldn't get there fast enough to stop it. It was a disaster. And I remember thinking like, I'm literally crying over milk. Like this is ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous because that's yeah. liquid gold. Um, And obviously like, you know, a fed baby is best. So we're not preaching like breastfeeding or whatever. You can bottle feed, you can formula feed, whatever feed. But I think the moms who do pump like can attest to the fact you know formula you can go and scoop more although it is expensive and it's annoying as heck when they either waste it or spill it but like the pumped milk you worked so hard for that it's like just a whole nother level what's even more devastating is when you find it on the counter the next oh yes i know and you were like damn it or when that was your husband said he was gonna put it away and then you find Mm -hmm. it on the counter the next morning yeah like how about (laughs) your nipples yeah that is like made for an episode totally. of Snapped right there. I remember Rick. <laughs> that is what drives Rick women. Th- so we would give her, <laughs> if it was room temp, we'd give it to her. And if she didn't drink at all, uh, just leave it out and give it to her next feeding. Especially if she was like every two hours, which she was in the beginning. I'm so snotty, you guys. I apologize. Um, and then uh, it was like an ounce and a half and he dumped it. And I found it and I was like, where'd that milk go? And he's like, oh, it was on the counter. I threw it out. And I reacted so strongly but i knew it was not the appropriate reaction for the crime at hand so i just like (laughs) i need to walk away and i locked myself in my room and i cried so hard i was really so upset about it but i knew i mean really crying over this but yeah i mean it hurts you it's like i don't even know what would you compare it to to someone who I, nothing like it's no. devastating like maybe losing I a mean, paper like in college you didn't back it up and you lost like yeah that's pretty close yeah. you worked so hard and gone it's just mm-hmm. like over yeah um what's the weirdest place you've ever pumped i mean we've all pumped in the car obviously uh, we all bathroom stall um shower stall uh ob empty room call room um oh i've got one um so you know how they have these like mom pods yeah at, at like airport? professional stadiums and yeah. airports and stuff like that so it was a super long line and the mom next to me and i both agreed to uh just go in there and do it together so i with a complete stranger in one of those teeny tiny mom pods. yes universal did you guys talk yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, so how old's your kid? How old's your kid? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, my we coworker were... and I used to, shout out Megan, um, used to <laughs> pump all the time during lunch together because there was only one place to pump. And like, we would just be like, whatever, let's just hook up together. Like, not hook up, but like, <laughs> pump up together. <laughs> Share that pump. would be extra one weird on yours while pumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so we would just do it together, have our lunch, like, because the one big thing people don't get about pumping at work is it is so isolating. Um, you give up your breaks and your lunches with your coworkers. So not only have you only spoken to like a two month old for the past six months, well, that doesn't make sense, but you know, like a baby for the past six months on maternity leave, you like don't speak to adult humans, but then you go back to work and you're so excited to talk to people. And then your breaks and your lunches where you normally communicate, you're isolated by yourself in some weird, like patient shower and (laughs) pumping. And all you hear is like, 
it's enough to drive you insane oh yeah and then like my husband would be like oh it's so nice yeah my husband's like oh it's so nice you get some peace and quiet i'm like it is isolating so isolating like you're all it, you're alone with your thoughts and when you're already having crazy thoughts and you're going through like the struggles of nursing and pumping and keeping your supply up and like you're struggling that was probably the toughest so i loved pumping with another mom it like gave me like it revived yeah, me i feel like nice i i agree with that yeah I will say the um, one time though I pumped in my boss's office because all the other places were taken and he had like a window facing the outside which I didn't realize I just like ran into the office like hooked up really quickly and then I like was sitting in a spinning chair and I was bored so I like spun around and all of a sudden I like flashed the entire street and there was like a parking lot full of people and I was like oh hi everyone <laughs> like quickly turned around and put the shades down it was embarrassing but you know so I have also pumped at work with other moms shout out to Michelle um and we yeah we pumped in a storage closet with like supplies and Sit boxes and then we got in trouble <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. we they we had chairs but yeah we were like we'd eat our lunch like next to the boxes Hunched of over supplies. yeah yeah it's crazy how it's like not like those mom pods or like dedicated pumping rooms need to be on I mean, we're in a freaking hospital where people deliver babies. Like, how are we in these storage closets and, like, rooms with brooms in them and, like, all kinds of crazy weird holes? Well, Um, now it's become – I think there is a legal precedent that places have to have – a lactation room if you have x number of employees and we can fact check this and put it in our show notes um but i know that more places are having pumping rooms but if you've got you know eight nurses that need to pump at the same lunch break and there's one room i mean there's just there's never going to be enough rooms for everybody there's also um you are legally allowed to take a pump break so to the moms out there who feel like they are scared to ask or whatever, my biggest tip is like be upfront and don't give them an option. Like come in that day and every day be like, here's when I need to pump. Like you can, you know, combine it with my breaks and my lunch, which is fine. But like I have to pump at, you know, 10 and 2 or 9 and 12 and 3, whatever. And be upfront and tell them. And if anybody gives you pushback, just remind them like this is a legal right. You know, I have no but problem going to HR like, about this. Wasn't there Did a you little late? Um, conflict in uh, one of the posts in the group? Isn't it by state and probably? But all states now have it, though. Idaho, I think, just last year was the last state to create yeah. a pumping law, and now they did. So all fifty states have some sort of breastfeeding mom pumping law. on the books it varies by state though exactly what that law is so you have to check with your own state but yeah but there's something every state has something yeah and you should definitely feel empowered to use that because like it's up to you so let me ask did either of you have pushback when you asked to pump Mm -mm, no my workplace is really good with it um probably because we constantly have like younger crnas coming in so everyone's always getting pregnant like that's a joke as soon as you take a job you get pregnant but no no pushback um and if there ever was anyone that was like oh you have to pump again i'd be like it's my legal right and then they immediately shut up yeah i haven't had pushback i feel really bad for moms who do have pushback i think that it's tough because it's like if you say something you'll lose your job but you won't it's your legal right so i had i had um 
I wouldn't say pushback, but um, like one day I did it in the office and they were like, oh, um, don't do that in the office in case we need to get in there. Well, um, okay. Uh, so, you know, trying to find a place that was a struggle. It, I, it definitely wasn't text them at nine and get a break at all. I mean, we weren't, we didn't get, you know, scheduled breaks. It was, I would do it at lunch or if, you know, I had a delay in my case, but there was definitely no morning breaks or afternoon breaks to pump at all. It was just, yeah. you, you can do it That's when you do it. And it was just, it's a small group. I mean, there was eight CRNAs and um, it was medical direction. So the docs were, you know, in four other rooms and doing their thing. Um, they were sympathetic, I feel like, or at least to my face, uh, maybe not so much behind my back, but, uh, were you the only one? I was, so I was the first pregnant person they had had in like 20 years. It was like, sign- okay. So that okay. might've had something to do with it too. Like with where I work, there's at least like three or four pregnant slash postpartum moms at a time. Um, so I feel like there's definitely oh, power sure. in numbers. Yeah, we just didn't have the resources for it. I mean, if I was like, I need to break at nine, they'd be like, okay, who's going to break you? You know, it just was not possible. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's totally true. Like I work for a completely different, I worked for a completely different scenario. Um, I mean, we had like 30 or 40 CRNAs and, you know, an equal amount of doctors. So that's totally different. There's always someone around in that situation. So when you're in a small group, like that's a challenge for sure. I would have though. So when, you know, the, um, what are they called? Oh, like the willow or the LV. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ones that are in like you can yes, like put discreet. in your shirt those didn't exist when i was pumping it god wasn't even that long ago uh five years ago and um then they were in beta testing uh like two years ago they're like out on the market everybody has them i would have killed for one of those i would have paid five hundred a thousand dollars for them. yeah that would have been amazing yeah it's totally yeah. worth it i'm sure so um crystal do you have any tips to give to our moms on like how to maintain your supply or at what point you stopped or, you know, just any tips for our moms on pumping and going back to work. I definitely think I have a few that come to mind. Um, If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't. I mean, don't kill yourself over it. Don't lose sleep over it. Well, that's kind of a joke. You will lose sleep over it. But um, (laughs) don't kill yourself and – Try not to stress. Easier said than done. If you have to supplement, supplement. It's not the end of the world. Your child's going to be fine. You know, I just remember there's so many days where I was like, oh, I'm not going to make enough milk for tomorrow. So when I was on call, I was like, oh, I'll be I'll be gone that extra two hours. She needs that, you know, two ounces. It was just ridiculous. So finally, I started just supplementing. It took a huge weight off. So I did breastfeed for a year, but then I did supplement. And that that really took a lot of weight off. And pump when you can uh, when you're driving. I felt like if I drove home and then got home and pumped, it was a waste of time and energy. So I just pump all every time I drove, I would pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what got me through. What about you? Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about like the really cool products that worked for me. First of all, I think that if you can build up a stash, build up a stash, like Google it, Pinterest it. There's a ton of ideas on how to do it. The way I did it when my kids were really, really, really little, like just born, I would feed on one side and then pump on the other. So I was, I never had like one boob that was really engorged and one that was not. Um, so I would do that and obviously alternate. And then I also 
god i don't know how to say it. is it haka? Is it haka? Yeah. haka oh my god that okay, thing what is, is that glorious. i've heard people like talk if about you it. We'll it's put a, a link suction. in the show notes, ladies. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, it. Sorry if we're mispronouncing it, by the way, Haga. And we are not sponsored <laughs> at all or like no. this is not a, um ad or whatever. Like we are not influencers yet. Um, but Haka <laughs> But it's is an amazing product. Like a suction pump. It's not a hand pump that you like activate. It's like, like activate. a JP drain that's it got is a like a JP drain. It yes, and it hooks squeeze. onto your boob yeah. that you're not using because I was so naive to think that there's not much letdown. You suction that thing onto the boob that you're not feeding from breast sorry i don't know if i have to be like technical Titty. but um it the catches yeah, exactly catches all of your letdown yeah it suctions onto the the boob that you're not using and it catches all the letdown which is a lot like at times it would get mm-hmm. me like three four ounces of letdown and when you're just starting to build a stash like that's huge because they only eat two, three, four ounces in the beginning at all. So you do that on each side as you switch the kid. And then by just from the letdown alone, before you even get to the pumping, you can collect so much more milk for them. Um, and that was like completely like, okay, so me with Ben. Let me ask, Um, I didn't have it it, with Michael. So if you weren't using it, would you leak that couple ounces? So I never leaked. Yes. Yeah. You think you don't, but you do. You, your bra probably absorbs it. Not one drop. Well, but some people, so I will say this, Crystal, some people really? don't leak, but if you attach this, it has enough suction that oh, it actually will collect something because I didn't yeah. leak a lot. I would leak just a couple drops, but I would still get a couple oh, ounces if okay. I use the haka. Yeah. And then your body like learns to produce that and then you just teach like teach it um to continue doing it supply so and I, demand yeah totally um so I highly recommend that and then when my supply was dropping for various reasons um fenugreek really helped me um like the capsules a lot I tried everything I tried like the lactation cookies which I just felt like I just inhaled them because they were so tasty <laughs> and nothing actually came of it um I feel fenugreek helped me a lot in keeping my water intake up but sometimes your body's just done like no matter what you do so don't stress yourself out over it and like Crystal said like you know fed is best and if you have to supplement do it we all do and sometimes like the end of the road comes and that's okay. And sometimes the end of the the road never begins and that's okay too. Like kids are fine. Formula today is so good. And I always tell this story. I think I told this in the beginning, maybe not, um, how I was like dead set on nursing my first two a year. And I was like, oh my God, if I fail, I'm going to be a letdown to myself and my mom because my mom nursed me for a year and all this stuff. And I only made it like 10 months and I was devastated. And I called my mom and I was so upset. And she was like, why are you upset? I'm like, because I feel like I let you down because you nursed me for a year. She's like, what are you talking about? I formula fed you from six months on. (laughs) And I was like, horrified first of all that I concocted this weird like theory in my head that she breastfed me and then also I'm like why did I set myself up for this awesome you know devastation I'm going through now even though nobody else cares like my mom didn't care the baby didn't care I thought he would hate me I'm like he's not gonna drink it he literally sucked it down just the same as he did breast milk didn't even bat an eye and yeah. I was like offended. I'm like, really? You can't tell the difference? Like, it's what like the liking hell? someone else's so, cooking um, better than your wife. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They don't care. They just want to be fed. Like, feed the kid. Who cares? Yeah. So those are my biggest tips. Like, get that haka. Catch all of your letdown. Pump on the other side. And um, 
get a stash going because you will need it. And the other thing, do not be as naive as I was. My kids slept through the night, like legit through the night, 12, 13 hours from like, I forget, nine or 14 weeks or something. And I was like, this is amazing. Now I'll be able to get my sleep. Uh, No, hello, you have to keep your supply up. So I was still waking up every damn two, three hours in the middle of the night pumping. I'm like, this is dumb. I must right, like, have just been an idiot thinking this. I should have just let the kids not sleep and then I would uh-huh. just nurse them. But now I'm up with this pump like <laughs> in the middle of the night. Oh, it was who, uh, devastating. Oh, who posted that I, meme? The, the worst sound in the world is your husband snoring and your pump. Or no, your baby crying. <laughs> your oh, baby yeah. crying and your husband snoring. <laughs> I think I posted oh, that. that. Is the worst. Yeah, exactly. Totally true. That was my life. Like I would have to get up, turn on a light, go pump for, it's only 10, 15 minutes, but it feels like awful when you have to wake up in the middle of the night for this okay so you both gave awesome advice which i did not follow at the time which was don't kill yourself over this and i reached a point so i breastfed my first one i was like i like really really wanted to make it to a year and i made it 15 months and that was great also had like little faith like i was like hell bent on getting there but had little faith I would actually get there and so I kept like setting I think one of the tips that I have is to set small goals so try to make it through maternity leave then try to make it to six months then try to make it to nine months then try to make it to a year because if you are staring down one year ahead of you when you're like three days into breastfeeding you're gonna be like oh hell no there's no way I can do this right and it's also like super unnatural and painful and not what you think so it seems daunting you're totally right about that exactly so I started to get my cycle back about like after after six months so the kid was already my son was already starting to eat solid foods and I was getting my cycle back after that point. So my your supply kind of naturally takes a little bit of a hit about six months when they start eating solid foods. And then once my cycle came back, I really tanked my supply. So for one week, every month, I would power pump for an hour every single day. So I would like sit there and pump for like the 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off, 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off, 15 minutes on for an entire week I had spend like every like the hour before I went to bed sitting there pumping while watching TV or something in just in order to keep my supply up so I could make it another month to do the same thing again and with my second kid I didn't have the energy in me I only made it to like 10 and a half months and I was okay with that and so she got six weeks of formula she was yeah. just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she's alive and kicking today. Exactly. And they're yeah. and they both have the exact same appetite. You know what I mean? Like they're both followed their trajectories just fine. And so I'm really happy that I worked so hard with the first one and I'm glad that I gave myself the grace to not do that with the second Very one. Very well said. Very well so, said. <laughs> thanks. Right. I uh feel like my tips for if there's a mom listening to this who's getting ready to go back to work it is daunting you'll be okay what I found worked really well for me is kind of what both Ellen and Crystal said try to make sure you're empty before you get to work so for me I only lived 10 minutes away from work so I didn't really I wasn't able to pump and drive to work because there was like wasn't enough time in my commute and so um so there is a blessing to a little bit longer commute but I would pump while eating my breakfast 
and make sure that I was empty before I left the door. And then um, I would use that milk to like get me through the rest of the day for my son. And then I would pump like morning break and then lunch break. And then I would try to pump either afternoon, like three o'clock after. Sometimes I got done with work and we hadn't picked up my son yet. And so I would just pump before going to get him. Or um, I would just feed him right away when I got home. So I just found that by trying to make sure I was empty before I got to work, it actually like helped me get through the rest of the day. And then I kind of had like a starting point. And then just be patient with yourself and give yourself grace. If it's not going like you thought it would, make sure you drink lots of fluids. Um, it was really hard for me at work because you know, we don't have a lot of access to water and then we're in an operating room all day. And so it's not like you can just like sip water throughout the day. You pretty much like every time you're out of an operating room have to go chug water. And then and you have to pee. To yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And then you have to call someone to get you out so you can go pee, but you just had a pumping break. So then you're... Then you're high maintenance. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Totally. totally. And yeah. I think... Um, the other thing, too, is make sure you're eating enough because, like, do not start trying to, like, lose baby weight and go on a crash diet while you're breastfeeding. No. Unnecessary. You are going to drop your supply. You need to maintain your calories. Like, you can keep your calories up and get your nutrition and not eat, like, sleeves of Oreos. Um, so you won't, like, gain weight, but you do have to maintain your supply and get, like, the good nutrients. So, like, you know, focus on that and getting your intake and really just, like, it all is supply and demand. If you are not – some moms think, like, pumping – you know, they could just pump when they want. Like pumping is a job. It is. Think of it exactly as job. nursing. If you're not nursing your baby, your supply will drop. If you are not pumping, your supply will drop. And you have to pump at the same time as you would nurse. Um, or like Lacey said, if you want to go like the power pumping route, which kudos to you, I couldn't do that. So that was awesome tips, guys. I do have one funny story, kind of something that you guys were both talking about where um, I was like so... Like, I had convinced my husband that breast milk was, like, liquid gold and that it was precious and you do not mess with it. So he was, like, terrified to touch it. But eventually he had to give my son a bottle. And so I, like, made him watch YouTube videos on how to, like, do this the right way and how to, like, pace feed them and all of this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the store. Call me if it doesn't go very well. He's going to be hungry in about 20 minutes. Just call me. I went to the store. I came back two hours later to a sleeping baby. And I was like, well, how did it go? And he was like, great. He drank it just fine. And I was like, what? Like, I was so offended that I was like, what do you mean you he drank me? it just fine? Like, babies yeah. are supposed to be very picky about bottles. And the first one you gave him just went fine? Like, I how know. does that work? Well, I'm going to get to a question, like, to wrap this up because we're getting into an hour here. I wanted to talk about other stuff, but I think it's better to save it for, like, the podcast we do with our hubbies <laughs> when we sit down and talk about, like, how yeah. we juggle life <laughs> and, like, you know, meal planning and, like, getting ready and who takes who where and how you work it in. But so... Oh, yeah. I really want to talk about that. Like, uh, how did you establish yeah. roles? So that's definitely going to be we'll an episode yes. coming up. But like the question everyone's wondering, have you ever tried your own breast milk? What? No. Yes. Lacey, what kind of like proper human are you? Really? You never even licked it? I mean, you never even dipped your tongue in? You weren't no. curious? Nope. No. I think I got some on my finger and I tasted it. It's very sweet. It is very sweet. I mean, you guys are like, mm -hmm. tasted it. I took a sip. I straight up like, 
almost like chugged it. <laughs> like if this is liquid, did you nurse? Sounds like yourself? that episode yeah, like of if Friends. I, if this is liquid gold. Like I am chugging this. Hello, fountain of youth. Here I come. People eat their own placentas, guys. No. Did you? No. That yeah, is that, where I draw that, the line. No, I did not. Do no, that. I did not. No, that is weird. I did not plant it in my backyard but, either. I mean, that is a little weird. Interestingly, there is a black market for breast milk among Yeah, there's also, oh, we oh. should totally link this in the show notes. The groups on Facebook, what is it called? The breast milk donating oh, group. Oh, the banks? Milk. Human, yes, human, human milk, milk for human babies. Milk for human babies. Look it up if you're looking for, to either donate your stash or if you can't pump your own milk and you want milk for your baby, look up human milk for human babies in your area. You can type in like your state or your city or whatever. It will come up. Amazing, amazing groups of women that do that. I am like blown away by them all. And then Milky Mamas was a Facebook group that I found really helpful when I was starting breastfeeding. People can be a little dramatic about breastfeeding in that group but um <laughs> it's such a nice but word it's dramatic a, a really good reference for me and it actually really helped me to kind of work through some of the initial problems that I had another good website yes, is kellybomb.com so oh that's great. a great one that is the gold standard that's the one lactation consultants use it's actually written by yeah. lactation consultants and, and it's not very it's, judgy uh, I didn't think it was judgy it was have. like straight no, facts about everything you want to know on earth I loved it and I feel like yeah. the majority of yeah. Kelly Mom was like, it's okay. Yeah. The majority yeah, like, take of breath. It's fine. You're fine. It's okay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I loved it. But like any question you could have on pumping engorgement thrush, any any breastfeeding question yeah. is like gonna meds, answered on there. Interactions Just go look and like it all up. kinds of stuff. Totally. Yeah. Reach out, get your resources, take our show notes, um, reach out to us. Our email's down in the show notes. And then thank you everyone so much for listening. We are so happy that you're here and we're so happy that we can come to you um, via your favorite podcast player. So please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can keep up with all of our shows. Visit our webpage at scrubcapsandsippycups.com and tell a friend if you know someone who could benefit from this podcast or would enjoy listening to this topic, then please uh Refer them to us, and we are so excited. Yeah, Crystal, to have you do you want to um, tell everyone our Facebook and our Instagram handles? You can find us on Instagram at Hey Smart Mamas, and you can find us on Facebook at Scrub Caps. And yeah, Cups. so connect with us any way you guys can and want, and um, send us your tips for breastfeeding and pumping and bottle feeding and formula feeding and you know, anything you want to share, we would love to read them and kind of include you in this awesome virtual support group we have going on. Yeah. And if you have any topics of shows that you would really like us to talk about, please send yeah. those our way. And also. we'll catch you next time. The moral of the story. Thank you. Don't stress. Drink yeah. a beer. It's, it's good for your supply. supply. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mamas. All right. Bye.